Hello and welcome to Box Cutters episode 227. It's arbitrary and has no bearing on real life. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Nelly Thomas. Hello, everybody. There's a bit of sibilance in this, uh, in this mic here. Is there a snake at the end I think, of Thomas? I think there was a snake at the end of Thomas. Better watch out. Might bite you. Either that or I'm on fire. Ooh. <laughs> nice. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. Uh, that's better. I can hear you both now. That's I couldn't and earlier. And the theme tune. And that the theme helps. tune. Yeah. Yeah, mm. that helps. I can also hear myself. Wow. Excellent. You good? What a difference a few decibels make. <laughs> Amazing. Are you? Are you good? I am are you good. well? I am. Are I you am happy? Good and well. Are you chipper? Sure. Cropley? Yes. Good. Excellent. Busy? I'm productive? Feel like I'm ready to take on life. Really? Aren't you living it? About bloody time. <laughs> Did you just move out of home? What, what have you been doing for the last 50 years, Grandpa? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, my first bread is old joke for, for the week. Is Brett older than you? It's yeah. an ironic joke oh, you because look I'm, older. I'm definitely the youngest of everybody here. <laughs> are you the youngest? How old are you? No, he's, he's the oldest. I'm the youngest. Are you what year? 29. <laughs> 1929. You're definitely the oldest. 81. All right. Now I have a little update because obviously I wasn't here after yes. the Eurovision um, party, which yes. was a lot the of fun. Was It'll be the Done one and only time anyone will ever see me in a sequin skirt. I so, loved that. Yeah. Until next year. Until next year. There'll be another one. Of course yes. there will. It happens every year now. Oh, there's been discussion about, about what new drinking rules we need in there. Do I have to wear a skirt again? John's taking it to, to a whole new level. I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> I'm not sure that John could take it to any other level I other think, than hiya. I think, uh, yeah. He's in lo- he is like in love with a beautiful lady called Eurovision. He's totally pashing her off. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah, he's, he's gone. He's, he's, he's going crazy. I think. I think he's using next year's Eurovision already as uh, as procrastination for writing the next few scripts <laughs> <laughs> that, that he needs to write for Outland. Now we've to come up with new drinking rules. Yeah. Oh no, sorry, I can't. It was, it was I can't write episodes five and six. Oh, but my favourite moment of yes. the entire party, other than um, getting out of the sequin skirt, was... Uh, How did you even drive home? Like, I- <laughs> Do you know what? I shuffled down the street literally thinking people were staring at me because I am such an infrequent skirt rarer that it was what I imagined like a truckie would feel like <laughs> in a skirt. <laughs> was not good. Um, but I was standing at the bar waiting to have a drink at the next key change. When I can't remember which country it was, but one of you might remember, uh, someone came out with a very, like a shock of blonde hair, like a long fringe that came down the front. And sitting in front of me with this, what I can only describe as a luscious group of lesbians in front of me. And at first they got a little bit excited and I was overhearing their conversation. They went, oh, it's a lesbian. And then it turned out to be a young man. <laughs> and they went, oh, no, it's not a lesbian. It's a dude. And they all like covered their faces in shame. And I just that was worth the price of admission in and of itself. I can't think it maybe was it Germany. You know what? It's it's all Europe to me. No, it wasn't yeah. Germany because that was uh, oh, that, that was Mina the, or yeah, the, whatever. Oh, okay. Was. It was um, the one who won with. But I must Nazi admit, it was my first thought was the same thing. This was definitely a lady man. Uh-huh. A definitely a lady man. When he came out, I did think, oh, great. You know, they've got a lesbian lady on, and uh, no, 
No, no. you know they they had a they they, they had a lesbian win Eurovision a, a few they? years ago from Spain, and uh, and you could really tell because she had the the. Uh, Black on rim glasses on, and she was wearing like Converse. She was wearing the uniform. Yeah, yeah, right. None See, of then that's Dressed easy to pick. And- These days, it's more complicated. This one was a dude. Yeah, <laughs> this was a lesbian dude. Weren't tattoo Eurovision winners? Yeah. They're not real lesbians, really. Yeah, they yeah. just passed for the funny. boys. They're just they're they're what we like to call Russian mafia lesbians, <laughs> <laughs> or porn lesbians, or porn lesbians. Long fingernails giveaway. They're gone. That's it. So Done I thought it. that was very cute. You Our box have... cutters lesbian uh, contingent. Can I just point out how much people are learning on this uh, <laughs> this episode of Box Cutters? Yeah, but that that, that was great. Yeah, it, it was fun. It was great. It was great to have the, the the lesbians isolated from the gay men. Sure, you know the, there was like this. There was like this barrier. <laughs> they, they were on either side of an aisle. <laughs> It was, uh, it, it but was yet strange. drinking in unison. I know. Mm. Key change. That's because box cutters and Eurovision brings everyone we bring together. people together. Now, Wind machine. On this episode of <laughs> of box cutters, we've got all the usual stuff. It's a special. Yeah, but we are going to talk about a provisional mm. ten greatest TV characters of all time. Mm. We'll explain more when we get to that, if we have time. After uh, you know the, the fights have happened and we've hidden all the silverware and uh, I'm bruised, I'm metaphorically bruised already. Mm. Wow. Yep. Wow, that's mm. early. Mm. I haven't even called you names yet. <laughs> you've called me. Ca- you've called my characters' names, and that is the same thing. Oh, that's that's true. Although I think you're confusing me with Brett. Yes, I am. Again, <laughs> Brett's the older one. Yeah. Uh, so we, we are going to be talking about that later on in the show and we invite you to put comments on the blog, email us as you have been doing because it's been fantastic seeing all of the, the emails. And people just love this concept. It's painful and passion. If you're in Adelaide, call us now because <laughs> <laughs> because of the time difference. For Eurovision 2011. I, I was on uh, just, you know, as a little segue – to nothing. Mm. Uh, I was on Radio National Australia Talks last week uh, talking about 3D TV. Uh-huh. And, uh, you know, they do that whole thing of if you're in, uh, if you're in Adelaide or the Northern Territory, mm, call now. Call now. Yeah, they do. Did uh, they get you because uh, they got blown out by the New South Wales opposition leader? Uh, no. Barry O'Farrell. No, they actually had the... Who's clearly uh, going to lose the next election. Sports, sports writer from... Uh, inability to... I've let that go. He apologised to me on Twitter. He's flip-flopping on, on appearing yeah. on Box Cutters or not. But in a direct message. So he didn't apologise to me publicly. I'm expecting a doorstop apology from Barry O'Farrell, but we'll see how that hang comes. Hang on, hang on. He, he, that dude who didn't show up tweeted you to say sorry. Why uh, didn't he call? Yeah, good point. Well made. <laughs> Do you tweet individually? I thought yeah, Twitter was message. only just to send no, it can, to a whole heap can, of people. You can tweet direct messages. Isn't that called as long email? as you're following no, each other. No, because he didn't send me an email. You he only get 140 characters. See, so, still no commitment. Wow. Okay. Uh, I'll I'll get you the exact message later. Okay. Uh, but cool. Yeah, he did apologise. Anyway. Anywho. Uh, so uh, they had me on. We were talking about three uh, D television and and what I thought about it. But they, so they do all this calls now if you're from Adelaide. Mm. But we had a guy call from Italy. Mm. What time must they have put the calls out for Italy? <laughs> if you're in Italy, yeah. call us now. What what's going on there? Why can't the people in Adelaide listen on the internet like the people in Italy do? They could. But then they'd be all half an hour out and it would disrupt the cows and, and uh, make the uh, curtains fade. Oh. When I've been on 774, you get um, interstate callers quite often, even when it's not 
going national. There's a who regular are listening on the Canadian that calls There's a Canadian who calls in regularly mornings. and some Queenslanders and some Northern Territorians. Tasmanians actually pick up the they uh, pick it up, the, yeah. the signal from yeah. up here. I, I learnt very quickly that it was going out on the internet because, of course, I was bagging my hometown, as I'm wont to do, <laughs> and some West Australians called up and told me off. Oh, no. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Sparang. <laughs> uh, so we're also going to have letters to box cutters if we've got time. We've got some pork. As always, though, we're going to kick things off with the box cutters news. <laughs> In news that you've uh, no doubt already heard, here's to absent friends, Rue McClanahan, oh. uh, known as Golden Girl. Which one was she? The she wasn't the one, tall one, was the she? The racy one. Uh, she was Blanche Devereaux. Short brown Blanche. hair. Blanche Devereaux. Yeah. brown hair. Sort of goldy brown hair. Generally Always Southern Belle. Blue cracking jackets. Cracking some sort of double entendre sexual innuendo. Well, that was the show. Yeah, that but was she was show. particularly she was the quote unquote hussy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, which is yeah. why I loved her. She, she, she was the one who, uh, who the uh, the old woman played by Estelle Getty. Yeah, uh, would who was younger than all. Correct. The, the Who's other still three. alive? No. Oh, hang on. Which one's still alive? The one that's still on Bold and Beautiful. The, the one who was on who was on Saturday Boston Legal. Yeah, and Boston Legal. Uh, oh, uh, what's her name? Oh, now now you've made me forget. People, I've people made are, you forget. You have. You have. <laughs> Betty White. Uh, Betty White yes, is, so the, she's uh, the is the surviving. only surviving yeah. uh, m- member of the Golden Girls, uh, which is weird because they were oh. like, they were older they were older women to start with. Oh, mm. anyway, Estelle Getty's character used to uh, uh, oh, always call her the, a slut. Yes, I see. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you know she had Alzheimer's, so she couldn't watch what she said. Yeah. So she would outwardly call Rue McClanahan's character a slut. Uh, Blanche. Uh, it, it it doesn't seem like that long ago that Golden Girls was on no. was on TV. Did you love Golden Girls? Yeah, totally. I loved it. Did you love it? I did. As yes. a kid, oh, I loved it. As a kid, I also I loved Empty so Nest. Funny. Yeah, uh, and and both of those both of those shows were created by uh, uh, Susan Harris, who also mm-hmm. created Soap and mm-hmm. Benson. Mm-hmm. So she had a, a great. A great run Did of you shows. see any clips of Golden Girls this week? Because they've been playing them on Entertainment Tonight and a few other things because um, uh, Rue, Rue had died. And, jeez, um, they're bawdy. Aren't yeah. they? Like, they're so much more um, kind of out there in terms of sexual innuendo and stuff than anything you see on TV now. Oh, yeah, they, they, got, they got away with so much. But Because they were old ladies, you think? No, I think because television was a lot bawdier then. yeah. Uh, if, if the Christians hadn't locked it down so much, in but the isn't States. that ironic? Given all this bullshit we constantly hear about how that you know television is much more sexualized now and raunch culture and all of that kind of stuff, and you look at that and you think that's far more you know nudge nudge wink wink than anything on any sitcom on telly today, and and also uh, it was quite quite important television wise because it was the first time we really were ever presented with the idea of. Older women, mm. like older people in general, but mm. older women mm. actually wanting to have sex. Mm. Uh, what? Which is essentially what the show was about. Exactly. And, and relationships and friendships with each other. And even her character on Boston Legal, um, one of my favourite episodes in that is when she sues that television network because they cut a um, program for older people and she sues them because they have the public airwaves and they should be representing her, which yes. was clearly uh, – Boston Legal had just been cut. 
And that was clearly, what's his name? Uh, David E. Kelly. David E. Kelly's um, own rant about the fact that people do want to watch this. They are happy to see Candace Bergen. They are happy to see Denny Crane or the Golden Girls. It's it's the executives making decisions who don't think anyone is interested in oldies. And this is – I find that I find that really fascinating because mm. uh, every now and then we'll get an older character on, mm. but very rarely will we have shows about older characters, yeah. or where they're not just lampooned. I yeah. mean, that's the interesting thing with Boston Legal. As much as um, there's problems in terms of representation of other characters, I think it's really interesting with Shirley Schmidt, for example, who made my list. Uh, by the way, in terms of how she's presented very clearly as a sexual figure, even though she's a woman in her, what, 60s, I guess? Yeah, yep. And Mid to late as 60s being now, more attractive even um, than the kind of, you know, cardboard cutout sort of Hollywood younger and, female and characters. in the show being being the ultimate uh, yeah. sexual conquest for both Danny Crane, who was a yeah. similar age, and uh, mm. and Ellen, who was uh, a generation younger. Mm. And respected as well. But it starts with the Golden Girls, doesn't it, really? that I mean, I can't think of any older women who had any sexuality at all prior to the Golden Girls on TV. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. Uh, there were uh, – because even even earlier than that, when women were represented on, on television in their own sitcoms mm. – uh, they they weren't represented as sexual beings. They weren't allowed to Maybe have sex. Maybe Lucy a little bit. They had a baby. Yeah. Yeah, but... But, but not, having, not the same. Having a baby was really quite sterile. And how you, old was you know, she at that point? You don't have to do it to have a baby. Not not in... Not in TV no, land. No. No. But, no. like, uh, their neighbours who they were always spending time with were quite old. Like he, he was He was uh, a bit rotund and bald. Um, I'm just trying to think how old, objectively, how old she, uh, Lucille Ball would have been at that time. Don't know, because that's etched in my memory as a child. And, you know, you can't see age as a kid, I reckon. They're just, there's old people and young people. There's old people and kids. Yeah. 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 So uh, she yeah. could have been 20, she could have been 50. <laughs> it wouldn't have made any difference. If you've got a driver's license, you're old. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Done. Done. Uh, so, yeah, here's to Absent Friends, Rue McClanahan. Uh, and, uh, R.I.P. Yeah, that's sad. Mm. And we'll be seeing off uh, Betty White next week. Oh, no. <gasps> Touch wood. Brett. Touch Josh, wood. Josh did it already before. Brett. I'm just. Oh. No, I, I, I wish her a very Gee, she's doing life. well on Betty, bolds. give us a call. Although, actually, she died on bolts, but she was doing very well on bolts. When I had her box cutters, call us now. <laughs> but she <laughs> is. She, inoculation. Uh, she, she, does, she does make an excellent appearance in, in 30 Rock. Does uh, she? Yeah, I'm not up to that yet. Oh, you'll get up to it and you'll you'll piss yourself laughing. So you know, because her on Boston Legal, gee, that's she's that's hilarious. Very she's funny. Really, really funny. All right, next news. Uh, uh, this uh, this uh, next bit of news comes from the New York Times, where a, a coalition of organisations, uh, basically, preaching. The, the word of Christianity. Oh, the Christians are at it yeah. again. Yeah, mm. they uh, they uh, are planning a. a Boycott of Comedy Central mm. because of South Park. Mm. What? No, <laughs> in a roundabout way. Yes, no, because they're they're uh, uh, a new show suggesting that the new show called JC is going to be uh, offensive. Launched. 
about Jesus Christ. Oh, I thought it was. Yeah. I thought it was going to be about Josh Charles, that uh, <laughs> that that actor, Jiminy Cricket. It's actually about Jiminy Cricket, oh. and that's offensive to Christians. So be- because they- <laughs> a, because a talking insect, a talking singing insect, just because it's made up. What no. magic bringing a, a wooden boy to life? So they're so they're they're upset about this uh, this show called JC. Can you tell us a bit more, Brett? Uh, no, right. <laughs> well, basically, they're saying it is. Um, it's an offensive portrayal of Jesus Christ, and you know how much this pains me. Both of you looking at the internet when mm. I've asked you not to do that when I'm talking to you. Um, you know how much this pains me, but I actually think they've got a point because you know if you're going to go to the wall on behalf of um, any religion, because they're, they're referring obviously to the South Park thing when that was considered to be offensive to Muslims and therefore. Um, Comedy Central pulled well, it. Yes, or Bloody Mary has also been pulled on two networks here in Australia. So, and this is the problem when we talked about what happened with the South Park thing. You do it for one, you have to do you it. You have for to do others. it for everybody. So why why is it different? Why is it uh, more offensive? Because Christians only murder doctors that provide abortions, not uh, not cartoon creators. So, but then if that's the case, are we basically saying, oh, no, no, we'll censor no, you because no. you won't kill us? So that means you're only not censoring, you're only uh, protecting. No, they, they won't censor them because they won't kill them. Yeah, exactly. So we won't censor you because we're not scared of you. So all that's. But all we that's, will censor South Park because we're scared. All that's saying. So you're is, suggesting the Christians need to up, uh, up the ante. But that's, that's what it's saying to that's what that's, it's That's saying. what it's saying to them, though. It's, it's saying. You know, we're not quite we're not quite scared enough of you. Yeah. So we're just going to let this one go. What I'm suggesting is they shouldn't have censored South Park. I mean, that's the whole problem. That's mm. where we go two steps back. In this case, these loony channels have actually got a point because it is. I'm oh, sorry. T- time's up. Apparently, <laughs> no. Brett's alarm's gone off. Oh, is that his alarm? Yeah. Um, Time to wake up, Brett. It is oh. inconsistent. What are you people doing? It is unfair. It, it is. It is inconsistent. It is unfair. Uh, I I think that the uh, the Comedy Central have have dug themselves a, a, a massive hole. Mm. Be really interesting to see how they get out of it, mm. and if they are, are they going to ban any talk of any religion. That's the thing. What are you, can you do a Buddha sketch? You know, can well, you do it? What about well, Tom Cruise Scientology? South, South Park. Can we go in there that, in that well, same clearly, episode. Yes. Yeah, in that same episode of uh, of South Park where uh, where Muhammad was censored, mm. uh, Buddha. Was doing lines of coke, yeah, off a console, and I mean that that is that is why it's ridiculous, because you can't apply different rules. I mean, in a liberal democracy, you don't censor that kind of thing, basically, and you certainly don't cave in. You know, I hate to have the language of the of the shock doc, but you don't cave into terrorist threats. I mean, that is that is a slippery slope. Well, yeah, and and they've and they've started down that slippery slope, and they're yep. going to. Uh, Face the consequences, and they're making me agree with the Christian right. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't think they're making you agree with the Christian right because the Christian right actually want the uh, want the show boycotted. Right? Yeah, but they say they, whether it's sincere or not. They say because well, there's a precedent. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a precedent, mm. and this is the uh, you know this this comes down to the uh, business Brett's versus looking art at me like thing. I've gone mental. What's no, going no, on in no. that little head? I, hang on, hang on, right, right, Brett, Brett, and three, two, one, go! 
What? what? I don't know. I thought you were just going to pounce on Nelly. No, no, go, no, no. I can't believe you're in love with terrorists. <laughs> terrorist hugger. Is that what happened? I'm just saying I hate all religions equally. Is that going to get us bombed? Uh, that's just going to get you bombed. Right, just me. I was, actually just, <laughs> okay. I was actually just thinking of the overbearing power that uh, the Christian right has in the States and, yeah. and uh, was thinking, considering whether I should bother going into a tirade about them. But c- cable, mm. t- cable television was always a, a haven for, for the people who wanted to offend. Mm. And, and now it's no longer that. Now it's just going to be the internet. It's not it's enough a- that the networks can't say poo or... Look, we, I think they can't we're say all... poo. They have to say doo doo. They can't. Right. They can't say poo. Seriously, no, they can't say poo. Oh shit! They can't. Shit. Well, this. <laughs> shit. So they, they can't have, do that. They have. Uh, they have very particular rules about what you can That's, and isn't that and can't say. So, yeah, so they absolutely. can. They can say, and this was there was a South Park episode about this. They can say uh, after a certain time during a certain. Uh, they can say shit. Do do in the watershed. In a uh, uh, in an abstract concept, so uh, I don't give a shit, or that really shits me, or something like that. They they can say, I heard but they can't say piss on Oprah. But they can't say, oh, piss is a really big one. But they as can't, long as it's not actually can I about you. Finish my sentence. Can I? Can no, I finish my no, sentence? I was can backing I? you up. All right. You want? You kept talking. Uh, they can't say I just had a massive shit or I just stepped in shit. They can't say it when it's actually referring to actual feces. That is like fully mental, isn't it? Just like wow. they can say, like they can say, I'm pissy about what you did last night, or or he's he's pissed at you. But they, but they can't, can't say, say man, I'm busting a for a piss. Yeah, yeah. wow. So what's going on with real. all this? What's going on can't with all this visceral. blood in my piss? Which is why we all love Deadwood, etc. Yes. Um, that is absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah they have these that really is bizarre absolutely rules. ridiculous. And you know what? Oh, my God. I mean, let's not get into a censorship thing, really. But let's just say we're all agreed, I think, that we're erring on the side of not censoring. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm fairly against... We're all growing up. I'm fairly against censorship. And I, I really love the fact that cable you television... turn your TV off. The cable television in the US was a haven for, for people who didn't mm. want to be censored, that you mm. could pretty much have whatever it was that you wanted on cable television because uh, there, uh, there was almost no FCC regulations over what you could and couldn't say. Uh, you know but, what, Christian? Stop paying to watch stuff that offends you. All right. But if you took everything off that? TV that offended me, you'd basically end up with HBO and Survivor. <laughs> like that'd be everything else. Pretty much, that I watch on TV offends my sensibilities in some way. Mm. So you know, come on. You don't get a say though, because you're an atheist. So you don't believe in oh, anything. I don't know. No. Oh, I don't believe in anything. You don't believe in anything. Who said that? And the you've got no good reason to be <laughs> to be not bad. I believe in me. That's uh. not good enough reason to be good. <laughs> I've got no reason not to be no, bad. No. How about the, humanity? The religios have completely claimed the right to be good. Right. Okay. I can't say anything. No. No. So, On the upside, I'm fun. Can you uh, can you turn Nelly's mic off now? <laughs> I can do that. <laughs> thanks. Taking it down. Thanks. That's uh, uh, that's that's great. that's enough. Thanks. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh do, let's Nelly, move do, on. Do we really have to talk about this? Oh, we do. Really? Which one? <laughs> oh. You put it on the list. I, I just jumped on it. I, okay. Well, you can go. You go with it. You run with it. I sure. Um, you're talking about number four. I'm talking about number number three. Oh, Tim Ross's new show. Yeah. Twos. I thought you were talking about Fifi Box. Oh no, no, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. 
Well, I don't know much about it other than that there's a new show that's involving some of my colleagues, yes. some comedians. It's like um, Australia. Is thing? It's like cultural. No, it's Australia. Australia versus. It's like a culture wars kind of. And it's hosted. Oh, so you've got the royal family. We've got the warns. Yeah, hosted, I imagine hosted by T- Tim Ross, mm-hmm. who uh, I. Who's I'm, Tim I'm, Ross? Rosso. I'm declaring. Oh, my, I'm declaring my hand here. Not a and fan. saying he's the less funny one mm-hmm. of a no longer very funny duo. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tim Ross of American Rosso fame uh, is going to be hosting this on his own. How do you feel, though, about – because a couple of the cast members I thought were very exciting. How long? <coughs> you know you've got a button there. It helps <clears throat> you cough. Have I? Yeah. Pete Hellier, Rebel Wilson, Fiona Lachlan, uh, Peter Berner and Greg Pickhaver, amongst others. I am uh, a huge fan about, uh, the of Rebel Wilson. Of Rebel Wilson. Yes, Sleuth 101 and uh, uh, what was the SBS thing that Rebel was doing? Uh, that hor- that horrible musical thing that didn't work. They're all, they're all free and open to new projects. Um, well, given that, that they've done oh, TV and well, they're Peter no longer doing TV. Peter Helly is still, still contracted to Channel 7, so uh, they can really throw him into whatever they want. So, so 7 is still paying him to not produce the bounce. Oh, no, they're, they're still producing the bounce. They are going to bring it back later in the year. That's what yeah, they said. Yeah, that's they what said they said. They're definitely working on they it. They're definitely working they on bringing it back later in the year. Exit would not shelve it. They, they would, oh, Nisa just had a movie out. They said and it would be going all the way things. through the season. There's yeah. no reason for them to pull it off. Yeah, none whatsoever. Well, I'm excited in particular about Rebel because I think she's amazing. I can love I, Rebel Wilson. Can I, I, I'm, I'm just going to use mm. my soothsayer powers here mm. and I'm going to mm. say. I think it's going to be another commercial television series where Rebel Wilson will uh, will appear, and then the series will not last. Oh, you think she's the? Um, I don't. I don't think she is. I don't think she is. I think she's just really unlucky because I, I I think Rebel's really really talented. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but do you remember Monster House? Yes. Uh, and do you One remember the, the Wedge? Few. Yes. Uh, Have you seen her on Talking About My Generation? No. She's really good on that. She's excellent. Yeah. She's I, great. I think I think she's fantastic, but uh, she hasn't had great luck. No, with uh, with, with the uh, the commercial stations. Look, I mean, it's one of those things. I'm really excited to see how it goes because, obviously, as a comedian, any shows that's going to use you know comedic talent in Australia, I'm thrilled about. It's not exactly how I would have cast it, but there's a couple of people in there who I think it's really good to see on TV. Fiona O'Loughlin, uh, in particular, and Rebel as well to see. How it goes. Mm. So good on them. I'll, I'll look forward to watching it. Well, mm, yeah. I, I'm not holding my breath given uh, that, that Ross is uh, behind it. <laughs> yeah. Wow, you Would two you? are sticking that boot in. Yeah, I, uh, I got, well, I got no time for Ross. there's nothing about him. Is there? Is there? <laughs> <laughs> no, Stunned silence from us. <laughs> nothing. You should be hosting it. Then yes. it would have to oh, stop oh, it. Nelly Thomas. <laughs> How good would that be? Nelly Thomas, Rebel Wilson, Fiona O'Loughlin. That would be a good green room. Fiona O'Loughlin, Greg Pickhaver. Oh, it'd, it'd be fantastic. You could totally stick it to the Brits. <laughs> totally. Stick it to them. Stick it to them. Uh, just, uh, just, just quickly, mm-hmm. uh, b- before we get on to, uh, to, to be Fifi box cutters, mm. uh, pay TV company uh, B Sky B has bought uh, Virgin Media Television in the UK, uh, which is also a cable television service. 
So now I think uh, they are one of the biggest cable television uh, companies in the world. Mm. Sky B. So I don't see how that's going to uh, help diversity in uh, in British. Do they not tradition. have the and same rules? That's a uh, that's a Murdoch house, isn't it? That is a Murdoch house. Mm-hmm. Uh, Can that you just is buy whatever you want by... over there? Uh, yeah, I think so. If you there's the no money. media ownership laws. I have no idea. Okay. I'm guessing Margaret Thatcher got rid of everything. Hmm. Didn't she get rid of everything? Maggie. Yeah. Just the mm. poor. Oh, she, she, she got, did she get rid of the poor? <laughs> she did get rid of the poor. Right. Hadn't noticed. Mm. She got rid of society. Yeah, she pretty much did. Yeah. All said, right. There, this is getting no depressing. Let's move on to Fifi's box. Okay. Fifi box cutters. And you have the floor, <laughs> Nelly Thomas. I really know very little about this other than I saw um, some nonsense about the fact that I hope this is not true, that Fifi boxes you know, dream to end all dreams was to appear on Home and Away. And why she oh, has, in fact, appeared just on a Home girl and Away. She's just a girl from the suburbs. You don't, you don't see that being below her? She's, oh, just, right, she's anyway. just a girl from Look, the suburbs with her own hopes do, and do you, dreams. Do you hold I'm her in, in higher esteem than wanting to do that? I am in no position dream. to judge shit TV, as you well know. But if that is... As it is quoted as uh, as being attributed to her her highest dream, that is of significant concern to me. Like Fifi, but I'm not saying uh, I imagine that her. Uh, this, this, is, this, this is a woman. This is a woman who, on the panel, mm. admitted that she used to get her mother to vote for her. That she she would get her mother to go into the voting booth and fill out her voting forms because writing is is complicated and maths is hard. Hang uh, on, I thought you meant like she was on Australian Idol and her mum had texted in. You mean in no, a no, general? No, no, she was election. on the panel. She was on the panel and the admitted the, the working that, dog show. The panel, yeah, yeah as in her mum go in a general political election. That's she, she said. That's what used to happen. Yeah. Oh goodness. So you know, I don't think you can really necessarily hold her in such uh, in such high regard. If her if but her sh- biggest if her biggest oh. dream is to be on Home and Away, that's fine. You know, this this gives her an opportunity to have bigger dreams. Do you know the um, first now, time- now she realizes that it's achievable. She can have bigger dreams. She can she can dream now to be on MasterChef or something. <laughs> <laughs> Although that is my dream, so I can't talk. The first time you really want um, that opportunity. My dad saw me on TV. He said. You're not quite as good as Fifi, Fifi Box, but you, you gave it a go. Oh, <laughs> oh bless. He loved, Fifi Box is his favourite TV personality. Right. Oh. Let's move on. Yeah, um, never did, you never did Out of the Question? Nope. Greg Fleet's new show. What's going on there? Who's well, what now? the interesting thing I noticed in the news item was that his sitcom is rumoured. It's not rumoured. It's confirmed. It was filming a sitcom because my room at Town Hall during Comedy Festival had a large crew of people going to and fro um, outside the door because Mm -hmm. he was filming part of his sitcom around the Town Hall during Comedy Festival. And I think it's – I can't remember the name of the show and I tried to find it today, but you would have seen it a few years ago, Josh, probably. Did you see his play at Comedy Festival? Oh, yeah, yeah, about about the comedians. That Corinne Grant was in and Adam Hills and about four years ago, I think. I believe the sitcom's based on that. Right. It wasn't wasn't a bad play. No, it was good. Yeah. So, um, But I noticed – I love that how whenever – 
people haven't actually checked their facts. They'll just say rumoured. Yeah. But I don't think it's rumoured. I think it's confirmed that he is doing a sitcom. I don't know who's paying for it. I don't know what network or anything, but he's definitely doing one. Was that from the same person that uh, wrote that uh, Outland would be the greatest hit of the ABC this year uh, in the the, Sunday Ages uh, M magazine? Uh, I don't know. Melinda Houston? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Well, I would say Houston, but there you go. Uh, that uh, I, I I did know who uh, who who was producing that, and now I I can't remember. But uh, maybe maybe it's not rumored to to be filming. Maybe mm. no one actually wants to admit that it might actually finish. Right. Rumoured to be... R- rumoured... It's my understanding... It's rumoured it's that Greg Fleet might actually finish something. I think that's, <laughs> that's, that's what they're getting at there. Apart well, Fleet, he came up to me during Comedy Festival and said, how are you going? He goes, doing a sitcom. Sweet! <laughs> so, I assume, he's having a good time. Yeah, well, good on him. Yeah. 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 Whatever. Uh, the, um, <laughs> uh, news that uh, made me quite upset this week, uh, HBO have cancelled The Life and Times of Tim... Uh, I don't know this is, one. What is uh, it? We reviewed this. I've got it. I'll, I've got it on DVD. I'll lend okay. it to you. It's it's an excellent, excellent cartoon. Never goes well for Tim, and finally hasn't gone well for Tim because uh, HBO have cancelled it. Excellent cartoon. If you get a chance, mm-hmm. uh, go and buy the DVD I, set. I, I do hilarious. find that whole kind of is it a comedy of manners? Basically, where you've got comedy based around people that just won't tell other people the truth. And that's supposed to be funny because of the situations that they end up getting into. Worst well, like week, worst week was all about that. Well, and and so so is uh, Keep Your Enthusiasm. But I think it works in Life and Times of Tim. I don't think it works in in Keep Your Enthusiasm necessarily. But yes, because he's got a dead hooker on the couch in Life and Times of Tim. And, yeah, it's hilarious. Uh, and uh, and also here's to as some friends we we start with a death. We'll, we'll finish with a, a death. Uh, a death. Uh, Michael Schilberger. Mm. Uh, long-time uh, journalist and uh, and former host of A Current Affair back in the day. He died during the week uh, from... And 3LO presenter. Yes. Mm. Mm. Uh, he, uh, he he died suffering from cancer during the week. So he's to have some friends, Michael Schilberger. Mm. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hi, this is television Scott Brennan. Apparently there's no N in Box Cutter. This is the Box Cutters. Nelly Thomas, what have you started? What have you done? You I've, came to us with an idea. I've ripped you up said, a scab. You said, hey, <clears throat> let's have a whole list of what our mm. favourite TV characters mm. are. And I thought, yeah, mm. doesn't sound very controversial to me. Mm. Doesn't sound controversial. Let's cover in pork. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's, just, mm. let's just get... And then... And so, then hang on, hang on. Mm. So, is this the point at which you say your estimation of my idea was wrong? Uh... No, this uh, this is this, this is <laughs> no. no. I think you might have been understating for effect. I'm not going to say. I'm not going to say. I thought it was wrong. I'm going to say. I think now that it's evil. You didn't recognise its brilliance. I didn't. I didn't recognise that it would take over the internet the way it has. That people would just be. I know all the people, over Josh. I know the people. I know what they want. I know what they want to talk about. Because this is the greatest TV characters of. All time. However, not, your, not your entertainment weekly, let's do no, the greatest characters from TV and film for the last no, 20 no, years. No, 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 no. That can go in the toilet. In mm. fact, that's where I put it. Yeah. In the toilet. And you pissed and shat on it. And we I can did. say that. I did. <laughs> I did that. And then you know what? I didn't flush. I left it <laughs> for the next person to piss and shit on it. 
just to save some water. On the potty. Yeah. Um, yes. Entertainment Weekly. I'm a lover. I'm a lover of characters. And um, I just thought that this is an interesting idea. And it would be interesting for two reasons. One is the characters that are chosen. But also how you interpret greatest characters of all time. Is it the characters you love the most? Is it the characters that are written the best? Is it the characters who changed you or changed the television landscape? And that discussion in itself with our listeners, you know, emailing and blogging and whatevering in, I have found quite fascinating to see how you choose to interpret that. And my my favourite thing has been all the people who have written in going, Oh, I sent you my list, but I had to change the list. Or, oh, I forgot to add. I can't believe I forgot. Blah, blah, blah. When I saw Cropley's and he had um, a a prisoner character on and I had not put (laughs) anyone from prisoner, my most fondest childhood memory is every Thursday night my mum would call Bingo. So she'd go and call Bingo. And I'd stay home with my dad and my brother. We'd eat a pack of clinkers and watch Prisoner. And I loved Prisoner. And I can't believe I didn't put vinegar tits Mm -hmm. or B with the Oh. You know, that's the only noise you have to do. We all know. know. We all know. know. My arm's already hurting. So I was spewing that I hadn't put um, a prisoner character on. And it's very interesting reading other people's lists and going, of course, of course. MASH, another one. I had known from MASH. And I I managed to get my list down to 19. Yeah. And then I put... And then I I told him off. And then I put it up on the internet and I said, here's here's my list of 19. Mm. And then I had to... Then I, You know, I'd forgotten... Uh, Matron Dorothy Conniving Bitch, mm. uh, which yep. you know had me in in stitches yep. for hours. Absolutely, uh, on let the blood run free. Uh, I'd I'd forgotten all all sorts of characters yeah. and uh, Klinger. It it brings the up, Muppets. It mm. brings up so much emotion. It does. It and does because you fall in love with the either in love or in hate. We were talking before about Janice Soprano, someone on my list, and she's not the most obvious character from The Sopranos. But for me, she's the one who, um, I guess, generated the most emotion from me. And not who I identify with the most. God, I hope I don't identify with her the most. But who I just Other people identify at. you with her. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Keep it nice. Um, who I laughed at the most, who I thought was most evil, who I thought was most interesting, who I thought had great lines. You know, a whole range of factors that There's go so many instances it. with her that was just... Holy shit, how oh, could you do that? Yeah. yeah. How are you – why are you doing that? I yeah. mean, as with most of the characters in Sopranos, frankly. But it's interesting to see the level of emotion. Like when I started to think about MASH, when I saw our listeners, quite a few had sent in MASH characters, and when I started to think about how much I loved Houlihan and how mm-hmm. much I loved Klinger and things like that, I mean, it's just – they've got Having to be part that, in your life. Uh, I don't remember seeing anybody m- naming Radar. No, uh, somebody somebody did name Radar. One, there was one. Yeah, there was one. Yeah, quite late on. Um, but I often think, you know, as you as you know, as I've said before, I get a series and I'm a bit like a dog with a bone. Like I like to watch back to back. I like to go through it again. You know, I've watched yep. The West Wing seven times through, etc. When, for example, I'm not watching The Sopranos, I think about what's Janice doing. Really? <laughs> I really do. Really? What's I Janice really doing do. What's Janice doing? What would Janice be doing now? What's, what happened to Tony? Well, she wasn't even in the restaurant, so she wasn't gunned yes. down. But, you know, or MASH, what would Radar be? Where would Radar be now? What's Radar? What, what, what's Houlihan doing? Ra- Radar's probably dead by now. No, he's not. 
<laughs> no, he's not. He was in the Korean War. No, he's not. No, he's not. Right. No, he's not. Okay. Mm-hmm. I'm shuffling papers. Right. So, what we're can going to do... Can you not shuffle papers while I'm talking to you? What we're going to do <laughs> from now... I can do many things at once. I'm a multitasker. Uh-huh. What we're going to do from now is... Because the response has been so terrific and we've been thrilled with, you know, people with their comments and the blogs and the discussion. Because some people took a lot of time not only giving us their list but justifying it, explaining it, which was lovely. So we thought we're going to keep it going and we're going to do maybe a new segment each week where we uh, talk about a character. I think yeah, I think we're going to we're going to look at one t- one character every week. One or two maybe. Uh, and we're also I'm going to try to set up a phone number. Mm-hmm. So uh, what what I would like is uh, when we do set up this phone number uh, for people to phone in mm. and just leave a an answering machine message telling us why you think your one particular character mm should be on a list. It's like you've got to fight for their right to yeah. party. And we're, you know? we're going to compile a list of 50 yep. Yep. by the end, by of, the the end year. of the year. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and we're taking what you say into account because, mm. you know, I could come up with a list of 50 like that, mm. blam. Well, uh, we started with 50 it, each pretty it wouldn't, much. Yeah, but it, mm. wouldn't, it wouldn't mean anything. Mm. It only means something if it comes from the whole box cutters community. Well, it was lovely in the initial, um, you know, when we initially floated the idea for the four of us to be chatting about, oh, no, but you can't have Janice Soprano. It should be Tony Soprano. And what about Olivia? You know, and da, da, da. that's all great. And there's, there's no, there was no stipulation that it only had to be one per no. show. You could have ten from the same show. Yeah. But well, not, what not I, on a general basis. For us individually, yes, there was. No, no, no. I, I, okay, Brett, on Brett's list of mm. ten, he had 11. He had doubles. He had 11 yeah, people. Yeah, no, that's different. What? You had eleven people because you would go so on and so on. Because you had you had bubbles, you had bubbles and Omar as one from entry. the wire as one entry. You have to have bubbles as one and Didn't then I? Omar as one. I thought, one. I'd, I thought is, I'd cut down to ten, cut down cut it down to ten. No, you had oh. you had eleven people, which is why I thought the issue was they were both from the one. No, show. no, no, they could both, no, no, no. They you could both be 10. from the one show. It's just yeah. you had them both in the same line item, uh, and I thought, well, no, you can't, you can't do. You that. You can have so, ten from the wing yeah. quite easily. Anywho, the point being. The, wing, that, the West Wing. The West Wing. The Green Wing. The point being that... Oh, um, wings. The, there weren't even 10 characters all right, in Wings. both of you, zip it. That the thing we have all, if I can speak collectively, that we've loved so much about it is that the listeners have really got involved. So we yes. want to keep that going. Yes. So we really want to hear, not only can you keep sending in your favourite characters, and we'll, I've got a spreadsheet happening, so we will compile that over and be, you know before the end of the year. But also, it would be really lovely if you'd call... And really fight for the inclusion of your character. So we'll we'll tell you uh, in the previous week who we're going to do the next week. Yep. So you can call up that number during the week and tell us why you love that particular character. Or hate. Or hate that particular you character. You can't have Omar on the list because blah, blah, blah. blah, blah. blah. And, we'll yep. play, and we'll play those on the mm. show so people can get a, a really good sense of, of how much thought is going into mm-hmm. this and uh, and how passionate people are. Mm. So they, I, I think essentially so they understand – how big a job we've got compiling this list of so, Well, just, already it's in the I know. 80s or something. It's, you've got mm. a spreadsheet already, Nelly. You've yes. got a spreadsheet and scores. It's handwritten, but I'll put it in the pewter. Yep. And um, we'll do it that way. Mm. Really? Mm. Old school. Mm. Ledger. Mm. Did you roll up the lines and No, no, I just did ticks. You're not, uh, doing, you're not doing two books, are you? 
You're not doing two books. <laughs> two there's, one, books. there's one book that you'll show us and one book that you're just going to show the, uh, to, to the tax office. It's possible. Right. But I will um, put that in the pewter so that I can do it in an ongoing sense. And um, basically I'll compile that. And then for our last show for the year, we'll try and get the four of us in. That, that would be great. we will announce the, the, the top 50. Yes. Special but Operation Echo, I believe that is. As promised, oh, though, God. we uh, will. Now, now just oh. quickly, a question. Uh, what are we doing? We, because somebody, some people have put up their list as comments on the post. Yep. Others have sent it in through the comments. And, and others well, have just put it on my, on my Facebook page. So I've got to send those to you. Josh will just send all of them to me and I'll put them in the spreadsheet. Yep. Basically, over the next six months yep, I'll, to the end of the but year. But are we posting I'll collect them wherever I find them, not including the Entertainment the Weekly. Uh, yeah, we're including the ones that are on the blog. No, no, but are we posting those ones that are coming through other avenues, not as comments on that post, onto the blog? No, but no. we might talk no. about them okay. or that's up to – if you want them to be public, put them on the blog. Because, of course, there was a compelling one that came in yesterday that I assume you guys would have read about – um, Lucille and 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 how different characters informed other ones. And yes, oh, yeah. yes, yeah, yeah. Which 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 was mm. fantastic. But no, if if they come through as emails, we're assuming that you don't want them uh, on the blog, mm-hmm. which mm. is at boxcutters.net. Yeah, we're not going to load them all up onto the blog. And if you want to know what was in uh, each of our individual top tens, they you are can, listed. They yeah. are listed on boxcutters.net. Uh, if you just go through, it's it's called mm. anticipation of the greatest TV characters of all time. Mm. Uh, have a look at it there. You can see what we all thought, and then uh, you can add your comments to that. And as well. over the next six months, ours might change because oh, yeah. I've certainly been influenced by looking at other people's. And I'll be really interested to hear if someone rings up, for example, and you know, Nally, how can you put Darlene from Roseanne in your top ten? This one was clearly better. Or you know, I'm very happy to hear that kind of stuff. I think that'll be great. DJ was so much better. Darlene. It's all about Darlene. So we have, as promised, though, despite the fact that we're going to continue it, um, we have got a provisional A provisional top top ten. Which we'll do after this short break. Hi. I'm really lucky to be the guest of these funny, gorgeous, sexy, hunky, funky, punky, funky men. That's Genevieve Lemon here from Carson's Law, (laughs) and you're listening to Box Cutters. I'd forgotten that we got Genevieve Lemon to do that. That's excellent. Who was Rabbit in uh, prison? Oh. Uh, yeah, you've got to put everything in the prisoner context for, uh, for, for Nelly. Shh. So I'm glad we had that break because I needed a glass of water. Mm-hmm. I needed to, uh, to prepare to That's how excited for the you provisional are. top ten. Mm. So provisional top ten. We basically put these together. You can imagine we got what can only be described as shitloads of entries. Yeah, total, total. So the way we've done shitloads. it is that um, there were clearly three standouts from the from the listeners. The, the, these were characters that came up repeatedly. Um, they were Al Swearingen from Deadwood, mm-hmm. Swearingen, the Doctor from Doctor Who. That's, yes. That's Doctor Who from Doctor Who? No, yes, no, no, no. The no. Doctor. <laughs> that's the Doctor from, from Doctor Who. I've already been told off about that. And John, Omar Simpson. John Richards. John Richards. Uh, is very, John had firm views. Very adamant that we don't very even make views. jokes about it. No, really? don't make don't make jokes about it. The Brett. doctor. I was just asking. So, no, don't even don't even pretend to joke about it. Don't even pretend. Can to I be suggest ignorant about that we it. better get this list out, or we're going to be here all evening? Okay, I just I just want to I just want to put John's mind at rest that I've John, told. We're Brett. not joking about. I've it. told Brett. Okay. Oh, don't worry. So I've got the. Let's go, go through that again. So Swearingen. These are from the listeners. Which Swearingen. Were the clear one. Swearingen. 
The Doctor from Doctor Who and Homer Simpson from The Simpsons. Okay. Now, the next four. Interesting choices. Basically, we have allocated one choice to each box cutter's host. My choice, uh, so I had to pick one, my absolute favourite out of my top ten. I have chosen Darlene from Roseanne. Which I, I find incredibly interesting. John chose, because John's not here, so I chatted him today to make sure that his choice was included. He chose mm-hmm. Linda Day from Press Gang. Mm-hmm. Never seen Press Gang. The lovely Brett what Cropley. I haven't either, game. and I don't know who Linda Day is. No idea who Linda Day is. I'm glad you said that because I felt a bit stupid. <gasps> okay. Do I have to watch that as well? Two. Yes. Oh. Oh. Can you lend powers. that to me? Yeah, I can. I can lend, I've got that on, on Since DVD. Since it's in so. the favourite, I need to see that. Mm. Yeah, watch totally, everything that's totally in the favourite. Really? Brett is it chose. It, you, don't, you don't even. Nelly's got an excuse because she's I'll, from Western Australia. I'll have a look after You. You grew up, you know, there was television where you grew up. Yeah. I only had the ABC until I was 12. It wasn't on it was, ABC? It was, it, was on, it was on ABC. Oh, shit. Um, <laughs> was it an afternoon thing? Was it on in that marquee uh, slot where I was forced to watch commercial TV news? Uh, mm. No, because it was on 5 o'clock or 5.30. It was in the Degrassi slot. Watched very little of that as well. Mm. Oh, Brad. Did I? I, I did like to see that uh, Joey Jeremiah was on somebody's list. Uh, earlier. Come on, Brett. It's your turn. Your so, children. who did you choose? Who did you choose? Ah, my choice uh, on on uh, out of that was, can you just remind me? It was Chris me? Stevens ah, from yes. Northern Exposure. He's so passionate about it, isn't he? We'll come back to that. And Chris Josh. in the mornings. Agent Dale Cooper from Twin, from Twin Peaks. Peaks. She'd come up a few times. Yes. Now, the remaining three, so that takes us up to seven. The remaining three, we also took from listeners. Yes. So, we had some recurring entries in the listeners and then we chose out of those. Uh, Tony Soprano, mm-hmm, clearly mm-hmm. from the Sopranos. Bubbles from The Wire. It was a close call between Bubbles and Omar. And I've got, I've got firm views about so, this. So do I. And finally, David Brent from The Office. So, drum roll. I'll just read out the whole top list. Okay. Ready? Box Cutters Top 10 Provisional List 2010. Swedgen. The Doctor, Homer Simpson, Darlene, Linda Day, Chris Stevens, Agent Dale Cooper, Tony Soprano, Bubbles, and David Brent. Yay! Yay! Well done, everybody! All right! Well done. Yay! We've got a provisional list. list. We've got. We've got a. This is a starting point. This is a starting point. Now, can I talk about Omar versus Bubbles? I'm fully with Omar, as you know. As, I, I but do, I do love Bubbles. I do know that. Mm-hmm. Brett, you're a Bubbles fan. Bubbles, now, uh, I, as opposed to Omar, on this particular question. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's that's what I'm talking about. Because yeah. I, I love Bubbles. You know, I cried at the end I of the wire. I love Bubbles. It's all, it's all, it's all great. And when he gets led up to the top level, I was crying like a baby. It's weepy, crying weepy, like weepy. A baby. Of course, John Richards has no idea what we're talking about because he know, hasn't watched The Wire. I only heard last week that he tried to get into The Wire and couldn't get into it. I've and actually, and I mm. don't say this like he's wrong because, you know, God knows I'm happy for everyone to have their own view but I actually have never met anyone who didn't love The Wire. Well, and this is this is never. why we've started to get uh, show, shows of support for John mm. on the on the website because I people noticed. who don't like The Wire mm. feel like they are pariahs, like they can't say, yeah. And and, and now I, they're talking. And I I want it's been their secret shame all their lives. I want mm. I want people to be open about it because I know how it feels because I don't like Six Feet Under. Yes, right. I've heard that too. And uh, and so so I know how it feels. And yeah, mm. I give John shit for not watching The Wire. Sure. Because I think it's the greatest show ever made. But mm. uh, one of the greatest shows ever made. Mm. Uh, but Top 10. The, oh, easily. Mm. Uh, <gasps> I'm feeling another special coming on. But the, uh, the 
the thing uh, about not watching The Wire. I think it's it's perfectly valid. I think it's mm. a very hard show to get into. I think it it oh, takes. Oh, you don't like it. You don't like it. It takes a lot of patience. It, it takes a know, lot the, of intellect mm. to the be able first, to take it in. I've said this. Uh, oh, <laughs> I've said this. Nothing happens in the first six episodes of The Wire. Absolutely See, I nothing happens. In some of the blogs, people were saying, "Oh, yeah, it takes a few to get into it." It is one of the few shows that I've ever, and I have no explanation for this, but. Ten minutes into it, I was totally hooked, totally devoted. But see, we, we have the box cutters rule of three, which is yes. Brett, the first episode is the pilot, mm-hmm. second episode is uh, exposition. exposition, who the characters are, what's going mm-hmm. on, and the third episode is the first one where you really start to see story develop. Yep. That doesn't happen in The Wire. Mm. You yep. don't get any exposition or pilotness. It still has a rule of three, but it's the rule of three seasons yeah, with I The think, Wire. Yeah, I, I think so. The uh, So anyway... Uh, Feel free to not like The Wire. Sure. I think if, if, if you don't like The Wire and people start talking about it at parties and you say you don't like it, stand your ground. Don't be bullied. I think or, our listeners will do that. I, I'm, I'm, hoping, I'm hoping they do. That's, I, th- I, think it's, I think it's very important. If you're going to have a character from The Wire, and The Wire did come up repeatedly, as did a few other shows, yes. um, as much as I love Bubbles, I would certainly go for Omar. I think Omar was such an important... Omar Khan. Uh, I think Omar was such an important character television-wise. Incredible. Not only, not only was he a great character to watch mm. uh, and to watch develop throughout the season, uh, th- throughout the series, but uh, he was uh, a gay character that not, mm. a, not a lot was made about his sexuality. Mm. Uh, Who was completely 100% unapologetic. Yes. Couldn't give a ra- – couldn't – no interest in gay rights – no interest in uh, anyone else's sexuality, no interest in explaining it, even delving into it, understanding it, nothing, just, you know what? I fuck dudes. And that's and that's what <laughs> and made I love that. And that's what made Omar so great because yeah. he was he, he was unapologetic in everything Every that he that yeah. he did. And he had a moral code. And so completely unlike any other character I think mm. I think we've seen on television. So mm. therefore I think needs to be mm. in that list. Mm. Uh I'm I'm fairly sure that he will make an appearance in the top mm, fifty. I hope so. Oh I, yes, right. I, I'm, <gasps> I'm fairly sure about JK. that. I'm, I'm quite I'm yeah. quite happy for for that to happen because I also don't think that these lists are in. Even though we've had to cull it cull it down to a top ten, mm. I don't think they are in any particular order. No, no, no. no. They're just, I think. Look, they're just I must the greatest, say, as a group, the greatest of all time. If they were all in a show together, I'd watch that show. Absolutely. He wasn't actually in my list, even though I love him, because I chose Jane um, from from Cal- Deadwood. Calamity Jane. But I must say one clear standout, in, at least in terms of numbers, was Swagen. Yes. Like there were a lot of people advocating very firmly for Swagen. And, and I personally wanted Wu in there as well. <laughs> Woo, cocksucker. Co- but San Francisco cocksucker. <laughs> I'll take Swagen. Now, I'd like to know from you two why you chose your one. Brett? Um, I think that... Chris Stevens, Northern Exposure. Yeah, Chris th- Stevens. Thanks for reminding him because he'd forgotten already. Yeah. <laughs> who um, who played... Who, who, whose character uh, hosted the the morning show, Chris in the Mornings. And um, I think I, I that... I think you'll uh, find that was just Chris in the Morning singular. Oh, was it? Yeah. Because he was still Chris in the mornings in uh, Sex and the City, even though they called him Aiden, uh, <laughs> and I, I think forever he will be Chris in the morning. Um, his his philosophical uh, uh, monologues on as part of his show were were really interesting and, and thought provoking and things and, like and re- was, reading from Walt Whitman, 
just as as radio and it, does it have anything to do with you then going into to radio no does it make probably you consolidated live in the country? like I, like i'd always I, I'd always had no not to live in the country Really? No. See, I watched Northern Exposure. I just go, oh, me want to leave there. Um, maybe, like maybe, I'd I'd be interested in in living a, in a snow affected mm. small town mm. for a little bit. I wouldn't want to stay there. Mm. I wouldn't want to plan to stay there. See, whereas I I'm one hundred percent Joel Fleischman. I I could not imagine <laughs> anything worse <laughs> than living in the middle of nowhere. I just look at that. I mean, having grown up in the country, I'm the last one to romanticise what that is. But I I watch Northern Exposure and I just go, oh, the pace. You know, that's the only thing I miss about living in a small town. The days go for a long time. Well, and I, I they think they really do. That's something that uh, Chris in the morning. Uh, a vote for me in the show because he muses. Because he has time to muse. He has time to muse. He has such a slow yeah. pace about the the way that mm. he's broadcasting, mm. and uh, that, that it's informed what he's what he's talking about uh, from show to show is informed by what's going on on around town or his own mm. personal journey and and kind of personal introspection. He's reflective. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. the thing that got me that that still sticks with me about uh, about Chris Stevens. That he had a lost year. A lost year? Yeah. Uh, th- there was this one thing like about... Like Kevin Rudd at the strip club. Uh, it just kind gone. Of just gone. Mm. He, had, he had a year that, uh, that he, he cannot... Like he just went completely feral and, and can't remember. And, he, you know, he tells all this. This is in his backstory. But that's, that's stuck with me. That's had a, a, a huge impact on me that someone mm. can live their life and just lose an entire year. But he had what what might be a lost weekend where he was just on a complete when, bender and, yeah, and but came him, out 52 weeks later. Yes. What age do you remember from? What, what age do I remember? You know, like when do, when, do, when do you start remembering? Me, mm. personally, mm. I remember my first birthday party. Oh, you're a freak. What age do you But you don't remember, remember day to day kind of thing. Oh, no, no, no. Like, what? What day's today? I don't know. Yeah, okay. So your earliest memory is your first birthday party. But what, what, what's your age of consciousness that you can kind of go, oh, yeah, this is what started happening then and this is what I used to think about things. And, uh, Three and a half, four-ish, somewhere in there. You're bullshitting. Really? That I remember now. That you remember kind of going, oh, yeah, this, this was my view of the world. It's three and a half. Really? Well, how do you mean view of the world? As in if, you know, you remember back to, oh, yeah, this is what I was doing. These were my friends. This is what I, I thought about these. remember coming up with my philosophy. Yeah. No, I wasn't, I wasn't considering my philosophy at that point. Um, I, I was misunderstood. Are we turning this into a breath therapy session? No, no, no. I find that idea interesting of, you know, having missed a year because the point at which people, that point at which you remember yourself as a, as a subject, if you like, is very different for a lot of people. Like I don't really remember. I remember little things, but I don't really remember that until I'm probably 17, 18. Really? And so... The idea of missing a year is like, oh, yeah, whatever. <laughs> I got 18 of them. I'm not sure what happened. <laughs> whereas, I mean, I have me for- memories, but not of myself as a... And to, to me, with Chris, that, that really, that really uh, stuck with me. Mm. So I can, I can understand where you're coming from, having, having him in the list. Yeah, right. absolutely. Uh, for me, Agent Dale Cooper. Yep. Uh, Great just- show. 
it's it's an excellent show, and and, and to this day, I think you're responsible for so much television that has that has come about. Uh, but Dale Cooper himself was not only an entertaining character, mm. he was a character with a lot of history, a lot of backstory, mm. uh, a, a lot of secrets that we weren't aware of. Mm. Uh, he he had philosophies and theories that... A fully formed character. A completely formed mm. character. Like, just mm. e- extraordinary. And uh, and so, so comfortable in himself mm. that... Uh, that he was really something to to aspire to. Mm. So, so you could see someone who who was in his know, own skin. In my in my mind at the time, and I was probably what in year nine when uh, when I first saw Twin Peaks. Uh, in my mind, I thought that's what I'm going to be like when I grow up, when I'm an adult, and I'm comfortable with myself. Mm. Uh, I'll have that same air about me that Dale Cooper has. Wow, so, isn't that fascinating? So That's fascinating. So to me, I think he's, uh, I, I think he the is, ease of self. Yeah, is he, what you equated maturity with that he had. Yes, mm. and so if every character mm. on television had the same, uh, the same depth of character was was as fully formed mm. as as Dale Cooper, I think we would have much better television. So it, wasn't, all- it was more than just a man crush. Oh, yeah, he's, he's more than, than just a man crush. I mean, yeah. I, uh, I I loved the fact that – I mean, I, I loved the fact that Audrey was attracted to Dale Cooper. I wanted girls like Audrey to be attracted to yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. I still want Cheryl and Finn to be attracted to me. Who doesn't? <laughs> oh, Crazy my God. People. That lady. Crazy people. But interesting, that, that's a really fascinating analysis – because that, I think, is why Omar's a brilliant character. He's unapologetically comfortable in his own skin, yes. good and bad. He knows what's wrong with him. He knows what's good with him. He knows his strengths. He knows his weaknesses. He just is. And that is, I mean, that's Nirvana <laughs> to get to that yeah, point yeah. of kind of just going, you know what? You dudes, you need to all deal with this. Yeah. Omar's coming. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, that's beautiful. So, Nelly, you, you chose Darlene. I did, after much deliberation, of course, because I had, I had a big struggle trying to get it down to the one, but I ended up going with Darlene probably um, for similar nostalgic reasons because Darlene, Darlene came into my life at a very important time. And looking back at it, I mean, I think Darlene was very funny, but I think also she was the first um, – young woman, probably any woman really, but the first young woman that I had seen in a TV show that I could actually relate to, you know, who wasn't there because she was some sort of like pretty little, you know, sexualized um, toy or some kind of sidekick or just a very strong character, cranky, smart, a bit misunderstood, on the wrong side of the tracks, trying to get out, um, all the things you don't see or didn't see then. You didn't get that from Mallory and Family Ties? <laughs> <laughs> no. No? No. I related Too more pretty. to Alex P. Keaton, who I was very happy to see came up a number of times as well. Well, because well, Alex, Alex P. Keaton is the same kind of character. Yeah. The, the, the rebel within the family. I'm in the wrong spot. Yeah. I'm in the wrong place. But I loved also that Darlene um, was very loving, I thought, within her family and loved and loving, but not afraid to go, I'm pissed off about this. You know this or that subject or what you've done, and just unapologetic about who she was. Troubled, mm. sure, but still at her core, very solid in who she was. 
And um, for I would have been, geez, I don't know, probably late primary school when um, Roseanne was on, or in primary school in some some year of primary school. And I remember just watching her going, "You're amazing," you know. So I put her in for a mixture of the fact that I think she was a lovely character, she was a breakthrough character, but also she had a profound effect on me. I, I remember seeing Darlene on an episode of, uh, of Roseanne and she was reading an interview with the vampire and I was reading an interview with the vampire at the same time yeah. and I thought, oh, she's totally my people. Oh, t- her and the auntie, Jackie. Yeah, yeah. Who I also adored Jackie, and I love Roseanne as well. But Jackie I think is uh, is underrated as a, as a character, oh, I think. You know, absolutely. She, she didn't get a single mention. Abs- no, she didn't. But she was so funny, Jackie. And there's still time. There, there is, is still, still time. time. There we is are going to be time. compiling the greatest 50 characters on TV yeah. of all time, yeah. according to Box Cutters and our listeners. We're going to be compiling that between now and the end of the year. It's going to be a lot of work. Every week we're going to go through another character. Uh, I don't know yet who we're going to go through uh, with uh, next week. We'll discuss it with John and, uh, and and see what we're going to do. You might be able to talk about John's choice, which think, is Linda Day from Press is, Gang. Maybe we can talk about Linda Day and the mm. Doctor. Mm. It'll be good week. to have two people on the show at the same time that uh, know about the character. <laughs> yes, because I don't know Linda Day either. Although I'll go and watch Press Gang now. Uh, but please send us yeah. emails, hooray at boxcutters.net, or click on the Talk to Boxcutters link on the blog, or just leave comments on the blog. Tell us who you think your favourite characters are. It doesn't have to be a list of 10, although that's a really nice exercise to try to get down mm. to. Try not to make it any more than 10. But if you've only got five, if you've only got three, uh, just who you think the greatest characters of all time are. I love Can we this put pairs on? And feel free to interpret. No, you can't put pairs on. Feel free no. to interpret however you want Can you what say the greatest character means. A it's the greatest character to you. up to a point. Up to the end of the second season? No, I think no, it's... No, Because that's exactly why Arthur Fonzarelli did not make it onto my list. That's how you That's how you get rid of them. So if you thought Toby Ziegler was great until season five and they're not in six and seven, then don't put him on. Yeah. That's... Who are these people? Toby Ziegler. You know Toby no, Ziegler. No, no. Who are these people that think that Toby Ziegler was great I'm just plucking one out of my head because I thought Toby Ziegler very nearly made it or, onto my uh, list. Nate's in Six Feet Under up until the end of the second series and then Lily Taylor came in and destroyed the character. See, I'm all about Ruth. But anyway, that's a Six Feet Under discussion for another time. For a time when I'm not in the room. That's right. I have a letter from you. read it? You're a godsend. Savior. No, I'm, I'm just the postman, the postman, the postman, the postman, the postman. Got a uh, letter from uh, David C. Boxcutter. David C. Boxcutter. Well, he's he, we've got so many David Boxcutters. There are, aren't there? A lot of David Boxcutters. Mm. Uh, so I'm 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 going with his uh, first initial surname. So David C. Boxcutter. What's his letter say? His letter says, enjoying the show as always. Thanks, David. Thanks, David. Uh, But regarding the uh, Bechdel test, he says, I think I can find examples of Doctor Who passing the Bechdel test. In the Space (laughs) Whale episode of the current series, Amy talks to the little girl about not going into the tent. No Doctor present. Also, in the old Doctor... When Tegan and Nissa, and he gets into quite specifics here. If you don't remember, if you don't know what he's talking about, just nod, smile, yep. continue along. When Tegan and Nissa were the Doctor's companions, I'm pretty sure they were on screen at some time 
talking without the doctor present. Needless to say, in the classic, there was no talk of relationships. The problem with the Bechdel test for Doctor Who is that the doctor is almost always on screen, so to pass the test is very difficult. Mm-hmm. Good point. Well made. But isn't the point, correct me if I'm wrong, because my only introdu- my first introduction to the Bechdel test, I thought it was Bechdel, I think, but Bechdel test uh, was last week. Bechdel, I think, is the source that you put right, on the Right, Bechmel, that's what I was with, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, was, I thought it wasn't so much that they had to that women had to talk without a male present, but they had to talk about something other than the man. Or uh, am I wrong? That there's, there's women in a scene with each other talking to each other, not about a man. Right, okay. So they have to be on screen. And, like and CJ and Donna have to be talking without the president there. Yes. For example. And, okay. and it is... And not talking about Josh. And not talking about Josh. Mm. Mm. Which... Never happens. Never happens in my fantasy. <laughs> uh, the, uh, the... Are you a CJ or a Donna man? Uh... No, I was uh, I was Mary Louise Parker's. Kid. Yeah, but I didn't ask. That. What? Yes. Oh, uh, if I have to choose between CJ and Donna, to. Uh, I go with CJ. CJ. Mm. Yep. Mm. Uh, the. Uh, Thing this week, what would it be? I'm going to go for an old pair of slippers and go Grand Designs Revisited 
because I love Grand Designs. What is Grand? What is Grand Designs? Don't you watch Grand Designs? Nope. Sounds. <gasps> Do you watch Grand Designs? Sounds. I have, sounds like I have, a gardening show. I, I no, have, it's not I, a gardening show. I have found myself at times thinking, "Do we really?" Feel the need to have an emotional connection to these rich people that just keep on throwing away money on this project that they want to get up. Oh, I don't think you've seen enough if that's your view of it. Because there are some extravagantly grotesque um, buildings, which is still quite interesting from a design point of view. But it's basically a show about building houses, people building houses. And some of them will literally be, I bought a shipping container for £5,000 and I'm going to turn it into a family home. And so this goes back and looks at, so revisited. This is just, it's repeats. Oh, it's just this repeats. It's just repeats. So they don't go back five years later and say, so are they, you still enjoying your home? Uh, they do do that as well. Yeah. In, she said doo-doo. They do do that. <laughs> I love Grand Designs. I love Kevin. I love the whole thing. So Grand Designs revisited ABC One Thursday, June 10th, 6.05 p.m. Okay. Brett Cropley, if you're going to watch one thing this week. Um, I'm, I'm finding myself really lacking anything that I can particularly find. I would... If I was watching... See, he, he does this. He says, oh, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. Except for these nine things. Except for these nine things that I would watch. No, I don't. One thing, Brett. Is it one thing? Do you have one thing or not? Quick. I, Come on. I Come would on. Uh, catch on. up with uh, the, the flash forwards I've been recording because I haven't been watching them live. Right. Right. You know that everybody else already knows what happens in the future. But I don't. <laughs> What's yours? Mine is Friday night into Saturday morning. So starting at 12 a.m., technically Saturday morning, officially Friday night, because come on, we're all young. We go mm, out. Mm, do we? We go dancing mm. and stuff. <laughs> we go to the discotheque. Yeah. The first match from the FIFA World Cup 2010 in South Africa, South Africa versus Mexico, live on SBS 1 and on SBS HD. Choose your format. How does it work? Is it knockout from the first round? No, no. They they play in pools at the start and... So they have uh, like four games and then... Four games There's a winner from that group. Yes. Did you watch Grand Sam? Sam Stozer lose Sam, Grand Sam Sto- Yes, yes. I watched, I watched her choke. What, I watched what her choke while I was beating all of my friends at poker. <laughs> I know. Talk about multitasking. <laughs> I, I couldn't Cha-ching. understand the, the fuss that was made about that when, oh, my God, she's in the final. Because a female and Australian tennis on. player hasn't won for, like, 35 years or yeah. something. Yeah, but... It's pretty. Ma- it's a pretty sport, big achievement think. for her. I don't think I understand sport. I think the. Li- I think the closest you know, it's people. People talk about it like they've been the ones putting in all the the, the hard work at they training. Have. No, they haven't. They have. No, they haven't. It's no it's different not to how glory Australia to, to has made it's no different to how we the, talk about the characters. People fall in love with things, and some people yeah. for some people that's sport, and for others it's elsewhere. Jen. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. There was a I would love to see Al Swearingen play Sam Stozer. <laughs> oh, wouldn't you? I'd great. love to see Trixie play Jane. Uh, well, we, we already know that Trixie <laughs> can't shoot straight. So. <laughs> oh, I love Trixie. She made a mint. She got in the She did. as well. She did. Um, great. Friday night. Yes, Friday FIFA. night. I'm going to be getting very little sleep over the next few weeks. Is this the point at which I should talk about my new magic machine? You got a magic machine. I got a magic oh, machine. Oh no, no! Don't it talk about that bit. now. Okay. We'll, t- we'll, t- we'll talk about that next next time because okay. I want to have a long talk oh, to next you about time. the magic okay. machine. Yeah, next not time. Not next bit. Not in pork. No, not not in pork. Ah. Next time. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, 
cast. Done. Pork is on the table. I did uh, actually send off an email to uh, one of our friends, Mark Freeman, at uh, Ice TV, asking, so I'm looking to get a PVR now? What do you reckon? I'm, I'm waiting to hear back. Because it is time that I, I get a PVR. Really? Something that has dual tuners. And, uh, I thought you already had one. N- well, I've had a... Brett, a, mine a reads Panasonic off the computer. DVD. It reads off the computer. I want to talk to you about that okay. another time because I want to have a long I'm conversation with you. I know, but Brett doesn't understand the whole concept of let's talk about that he another time. He brought it up, time. Josh. He no, no, I'm not, it up. I'm, not, I'm not talking about Nelly's I know, but you know that if you, if you start talking about your special box <laughs> and the special box that you want, she's going to start talking about her special box. I'll have to talk about the mystery box. It seems box. to be out of Beyond Wizard <laughs> and, 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 uh, and uh, Top Field. And uh, I'm just waiting to hear back. If you want to let me know uh, what the pick of uh, the selection is over the week, then do you have, I will take advice on. Do you have your own DVR, PVR, mystery box? Let Brett know. Hooray at boxcutters.net. That oh, your, brings your us to the end of Boxcutters episode 227. I want to say thanks so much to every single person who sent through their list of top TV mm. characters. Keep sending them in. This thing's going to go wild. Love your passion. Oh, mad for it. Mad for it. Hooray at boxcutters.net if you want to send us an email. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Oh, see, I didn't have time to think of something, but I was going to do a funny Darlene line, but I'll just say my name's Nellie Thomas. Catcher. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bad time, even though it's a public holiday, same bad channel. And hey, let's be careful out there. Box Cutters thanks 3RRR, whose studios we use to record this podcast pretty much each and every week. Find them on the web at rrr.org.au or 102.7 FM if you're in the Melbourne metro area. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go onto the iTunes Music Store or anywhere else you find us and leave a review. It will help other people find Box Cutters and then they can enjoy it too. Email us at hooray at boxcutters.net or via SMS on 0458 288 837. That's 0458 Cutter. I'm just going to say you're wrong. I think you're completely wrong about having that person on the list. Abs- <laughs> absolutely wrong. Oh, I'm weeping I think- that I haven't put Jeff Probst on I my sh- list. We didn't even talk. We didn't, we didn't even talk about all the people who wanted to put real people on Some their list. Fantastic listeners <gasps> who sent in reality TV, like their characters, which they are. They are. They are. So they well are characters, done. Uh, except for Phil Cogan. Like I, I don't understand that. I don't understand having Caucasian Phil as a character. I'm putting Sam Stozer on my list. Grand Sam. Really? You yeah. know what, You know who I want to add to my list? Hey! No, I don't, Brett. Who would you put on your list? Hi, this is Pete Smith. You've been listening to or have just missed Box Cutters.